Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, every week we take a look at some of the stories from across the country that just didn't quite make the national headlines. And our own little early bird, Shane Beatty from Breakfast Briefing, is here with us to tell us what's been happening in the regional papers this week. Shane, we're starting in Wicklow. We are indeed. Good afternoon. Yes, the Wicklow People reports that Wicklow County Council has efforts to try and obtain information over plans for lithium exploration on the Wicklow and Carlow border, but those efforts have so far proved fruitless. So what's happening here is a big lithium company has been investigating the Blackstairs area since 2009. And uh, as would often happen, you have a campaign group locally set up called Protect Moilisha Hill. And they're voicing concerns over the impacts that mining for lithium will have on the area's delicate ecosystem. So they're worried about the water quality and in general just the environmental impact of it. So then the council were wondering, the councillors were wondering well what does the county council know about this? Speaking at February's monthly meeting of Wicklow County Council, Mary Kavna, a councillor, said she'd been contacted by locals raising concerns over the potential impact on the local area. She says that the drilling is going on for about 10 months involving two diamond drill rigs operating for 12 12 hours a day, six days a week, she alleges. She asked the council, what do you know about this? And it turns out very little. So the Director of Services, Breege Kilkenny, said the Wicklow County Council, like all local authorities, they only get a notification published in the paper to say that a prospecting licence has been granted and they list all the townlands affected. The County Council know very little. She says she's tried to contact the department, the government department, uh, to find out more information. And she says she's getting nowhere and we as a council need to know what is the detail involved in it. So it seems like they're in the dark at council level about it and they're worried about water quality. The reason you mine for lithium, by the way, in case you Mm. didn't know, is lithium is used in the production of glass, aluminium products and, of course, batteries too. Okay. Eagerly pursuing all the latest fads and trends Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh, yes, he's... Your own home county of Kildare, the most fast fashion obsessed. Tell us about this. Well, as you can tell from my style every day. Well, listen, you are Mr. (laughs) Trendsetter, no doubt about it. This can't be a surprise to you, yes. (laughs) So, my own county, Kildare, the Irish Independent tells us Kildare is the most fast fashion obsessed county in the country. The team at Wiser Energy examined searches for a number of fast fashion related Google search items over a five year period to find out the towns and counties most obsessed with fast fashion, which would be things like Zara, uh, Pretty Little Thing, Pennies, Sheen, Shine, is that how you say that? Yeah. They're all on that website yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. All fast, fast fashion brands. And Kildare comes in first place, followed by Meath, Cork, Dublin, Waterford and Wicklow. So that, this means that where people are buying their clothes um, in, in Kildare and the other counties you've mentioned, it's it's mainly from these fast yes. fashion sites. You've I'm but like Kildare people of Kildare Village. We do indeed. Yes, we do. Uh, interestingly enough, like there, there wouldn't be many Zaras in Kildare as well. So it feels like they're looking at options away from the county online, getting clothes in from yeah. abroad from fast fashion. So Kildare people obsessed with it, it would seem. The least interested in fast fashion, maybe they go to boutiques and things like that, are people in Carlow, Kilkenny, Longford, Monaghan, Roscommon and Offaly. They're all tied for last place. Right. In terms of the fast fashion stakes, yes. it's probably not a bad thing in the uh, era of sustainability. Exactly, yeah. I mean, there's always a debate and an argument over that, the sort of throwaway culture we have with fashion and Mm. you buy something for a few euro, wear it once and then throw it away, yeah. Um, Carlo and Kilkenny are going to receive 
funding to renovate some of the heritage buildings yes, in their so town centres. They're not into fast fashion and No, they're all about the old buildings. <laughs> <laughs> they are into doing up their town centres. So the Independent tells us two areas in Carlow and Kilkenny have been chosen to benefit from a major multi-million euro scheme to renovate disused heritage buildings in town centres. This is a real bugbear of mine when you think about all the gorgeous towns we have in Ireland and those beautiful town centres and there's these disused buildings mm-hmm. or even you have something on the bottom floor on the first floor nothing above it and you think of all the incredible opportunities to live in places like this or to have community centres so they are trying to revive particularly Heather Humphrey's big on this trying to revive town centres so Kilkenny City and Greg Cullen and Carlow have been designated as key towns and uh, this is a new scheme that will offer councils up to 7 million euro to renovate heritage buildings no longer in use largely for community centres and things like that Okay um, We're only back from Cork of course we were there for the, the show yesterday but they found this um, wartime bomb shelter Yeah The Irish Examiner reports it's a back garden find that has shell-shocked everyone <laughs> because it's quite unexpected in Cork Now these bunkers these shelters are quite common in parts of England but in Ireland you'd rarely hear of them So landscape gardeners Aidan Carroll and Ono Sullivan have unearthed what they believe is a Second World War era bomb shelter when they were working in the back garden of a suburban Cork City home. It's owned by Jean Walsh. Uh, the house is a 1920s house near Douglas and uh, she bought it 48 years ago with her late husband. They raised their family. She says she always knew there was something lurking underneath the lawn. How did she know? Just had a feeling, I think. Uh, she'd heard rumours as well. Some of her neighbours had said uh, that they'd heard about the house maybe having a bomb shelter and they thought it might still be there. She also said she could see what she now knows as an air vent popping up through the lawn but she'd never seen the bomb shelter until now so she got the gardeners in So sorry they lived in the house all the, these years and they never, never knew. went down to investigate Heard, heard a rumour never knew and then she got gardeners in to do up a bit of work and the two gardeners Aidan and Owen uh, come in they'd finished one side of the garden were moving to the other side when they encountered a small dip in the lawn did a bit of digging around and uh, they found a sturdy concrete block built two room structure with a steel reinforced roof completely under their lawn uh, and they reckon it's because the previous owner was a woman from the UK and maybe she would have been inclined to build a bomb shelter because it is quite rare as I say common in parts of England yeah. rare here huge in the States but also mainly a lot of yeah. weather related so there you go you never know what lurks underneath your garden that's a pretty incredible story yeah I really want to see Pink, actually, this year. It's a great song. Uh, we're talking about the gunpowder gin, the Leitrim Shed Distillery. Yeah. I don't know, have you ever had gin in your life, Andrea? <laughs> Depends what week we're talking about. Not only have I had gin, I, I am a big fan of uh, the Drum Shambo gunpowder. And I've actually been to the Leitrim Distillery. Oh, have you? Okay, it yeah. is Excellent. Yeah. If you're in Leitrim, it's well worth a visit. And it is high quality. It's oh, yeah. higher end. The distillery's yeah. a great, great setup. Okay, good yeah. to know. But they're yeah. going to be very nice busy. nice little restaurant in it as well. Okay, they're going to be very busy in that distillery because uh, I'm sure, as I say, you might have had a gin or two in your time. Big news from Leitrim reported in the Independent Online because Drumshanbo Gunpowder Irish Gin is now officially available in China. And this is a huge move. Think of yeah. the Chinese market. Oh, yeah. It's massive. absolutely massive. The gin is going to roll out to Shanghai, Beijing, Shenzhen and other major Chinese cities over the coming months and uh, the owners and the partners in China say there's enormous potential for the Leitrim brand as China is now actively focusing on high 
quality imports. So they see Drumshambo as a high quality import and it stands apart as unique. And uh, the brand apparently received an extraordinary response at a big expo in China recently. So already Drumshambo Irish Gin exports to over 80 countries. It's one of the biggest mm. growing gin brands in the world. And now they have to get their skates on and ramp up production. Nice to hear though, because when we go through the papers every week, unfortunately hear about business closures. Yeah. Isn't it lovely to hear yeah. about business expanding? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, illegal dumping and littering, it's something we talk about, talk about so frequently here on, on Lunchtime Live. But they're bringing in um, CCTV and drones in Louth They are indeed. To stop it. Yes, yes. Uh, this is in the Argus this week. We're told that there are celebrations locally because dumping and flight tipping has been a big issue. But now the council will be allowed to use technology to monitor dumping black spots. I know your phones light up the whole time when people talk about yeah. illegal dumping, yeah. flight tipping. All these gorgeous spots around the country, beautiful mountain walks and things destroyed by fly tipping so there's been a clarification now that you can use the technology it's being welcomed in Louth and uh, we caught up earlier with Sinn Féin councillor Antoine Waters So this new legislation will help Louth County Council deal with tackling this problem uh, every year we, the council would apply for funding under the anti-dumping initiative. So this year, I've already been speaking to the council. We'll be looking to put an application in in April where we can look to start putting some technology in place to try and deal with this in the form of covert surveillance. So it's important to note that it won't be permanent surveillance, but it'll be targeted to these black spots. So an attack would be to look at the black spots decide which ones need to be tackled and then start to apply for the funding. So it really is positive news. Um, it's very, very, very welcome. It took a long time to get here, but look, it's given us a great chance to start dealing with this dumping once and for all. Yeah, I think this is a great idea, but I know people always, a lot of people are never happy about the idea of CCTV. Yeah, GDPR, all yeah. that stuff. It was a legal minefield up until now. So using CCTV and drones for dumping was a legal minefield, but now um, they have clarification from the government's new regulations signed on the 9th of February. Fingers mm. crossed the technology can help uh, stop this problem. Finally, Shane. Oh, the green and red of mayo I can see it still It's soft and craggy boglands It's tall majestic hills Where the so, no matter what sporting event around I the world... I think that's a great is, song. Is, it is a great song. Yeah. yeah. Whatever sporting event is on around the world, like you're talking Ryder Cup, World Cup, yeah. and everything, you're guaranteed to see a GEA jersey. <laughs> no different this week. So the Mayo News tells us that uh, a GEA top always seems to pop up during sporting events. No different on Wednesday night because this time a Mayo GEA jacket popped up on people's TV screens. So if you're watching during the week, you may have seen it during the Lazio and Bayern Munich last six tie in the UEFA Champions League. What I love about this, it was a young fan wearing the jacket as well. So Italian striker um, Ciro Immobile let's pretend that's his name I don't know how you it. <laughs> soccer fans will know I'm sure he's huge anyway he just scored the opening goal of the game from the penalty spot and then you see the camera turn and it goes to a young fan celebrating the goal in Mayo gear amazing yeah yeah. and what I, they're saying now is Lazio for the Scudetto Mayo for Sam I'd, I'd love that. to hear from people today where is the funniest or the most outrageous place you ever spotted somebody in an Irish ska jersey 87 106 is the the number. Shane Beattie as always. Thanks a million Shane for bringing us the stories that just didn't make the national headlines this week but still uh, of course all of the local news still very very important uh, in their areas as well. Shane will be back 6 o'clock Monday morning. Have a great weekend Shane. Thanks a mil. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.